The message I'm coming to bring you today, I've actually had it on my heart for several weeks now. Maggie touched a little bit on it because I guess she'd been hearing what I would been saying and sharing. And I thought she was going to take it all last week. But the wonderful woman that she is, full of grace and mercy, and full of compassion, and she, how she knows I, I need all my bits to keep going. She left me with the meat. The title of my message this morning, and I pray, I, I don't want to come and give idle words because some people are not here every week. Some just come now and again, which I'm thankful for. So don't let me put you off. I'm going to be very careful today not to offend anyone. I love to see you. And when you're not here, believe it or not, I know that you're not here because I miss you. Not only do I miss you, but the congregation misses you. And I sense the presence that you bring into this place because you bring life into this place. Each and every one of you adds something to this congregation, to this service, whether it be a greeting at the door or whether it be through there uh, eating those wonderful exquisite sausage balls that we had this morning that were just delicious. And I'm glad that God has given you all different talents. Praise the Lord. The secrets of blessing. And it comes from Psalm or Psalm or Psalm 103, verses 1 through 5. And if you've got your Bibles, uh, you could read them with me. I'm reading from the New King James. But just before I read, there's a song that I would like. Where is he at? Are you ready? I would like for these guys to sing this song, get that scripture ready. And I want you to listen to the words of this song. And I want us as they're getting ready to realize that there's so much power in the words of songs. But it's not so much in the talented voice that you will hear or the talented musicians, which I'm thankful for. But that's not what God is looking for. He's looking for us to give that joyful noise that comes from in us. He's looking for you and I, whether we've got wonderful voices or whether we can play an instrument or not. He's looking for us to express what he has done for you and for me. And as John leads the team this morning, who I am very thankful for, I'm thankful for the talent, and I'm thankful for the ability, but more than anything else, I'm thankful for the anointing that God has put in their lives. So as they sing a song, just maybe close your eyes and listen to the words this morning, or if you want to, uh, you can put the psalm down and put the words up if you want, if you've got it, whatever's easiest for you. John. Bless you. 
leave this place with anything else but the realization it's all about him. It's all about Jesus. You've heard a miracle of God's healing power. Hallelujah. How he's touched many of us. And he's healed many of us. Last week you heard the testimony of Gwen, how the, the cancer and the lining of her stomach is completely gone. The doctors were in shock. They were looking at the results. They couldn't believe it. And the pancreatic cancer, when you, you talk to anyone, it's like, it's, it's, it's a horrible thing. Everybody looks and their eyes grow. And it's shrunken from what it was to a quarter of that size. And she's just looking for her complete healing. And we're believing with her and we're standing with her. Hallelujah. She didn't even know which stage she was at because she didn't want to read about it. She didn't want to look it up on a computer. She just wanted to believe and trust. And the strength of her faith, I believe, has carried her through this far. Not only her, but our family. 
Psalm 103. Bless, listen to the words though, but really take this in this morning. This is for all of us. This is for me. You see, Jesus changes our lives. He changes the way we react. He changes the way we treat our husbands, how we treat our children, how we treat our wives, how we treat our relatives, our workmates. This, what Jesus does, he changes us and transforms us. It, it, it makes us anew. He transforms us. This psalm reads, Bless the Lord, O my soul, and all that is within me, bless his holy name. Bless the Lord, O my soul, and forget not all his benefits, who forgives all your iniquities, who heals all your diseases, who redeems your life from destruction, who crowns you with loving kindness and tender mercies, who satisfies your mouth with good things, so that your youth is renewed like the eagles. Hallelujah. So that your youth is renewed like the eagles. My lovely wife doesn't have eagles in the backyard, but she does have 13 chickens. One old one and 12 new ones, and boy, have they grown. And they're every type of breed in color. If you ever come over, there's brown ones, there's all speckled ones, all kinds. But there's one particular one. I hadn't seen them for a while, and I went out in the back, and I said, my God. I looked, and I had, I had to look twice. It looked like a young eagle. Its color in it, and its head, it was, it was bald kind of color, and, and, and grayishy white and speckled. And I looked twice, just for a second. I was wondering if she'd changed this chicken into an eagle. And it looked like an eagle, but I wasn't long in looking and, and realizing that that ain't no eagle. How did I realize that? It looks, for the, just a split second, it looked like it. But when I looked, I saw by its actions and by its movements. It, it, it was no eagle soaring and rising and majestic. It was just a farmyard chicken that looked a little bit to a dim-eyed old man. It looked a little bit like a, an eagle. Come over and you'll see it. Hallelujah. We're, there's a collection box at the end of the fence. You have to pay to look at eagles everywhere else, well, so why not in my place? The eagle is the strongest, most fearless, and most majestic of all birds. At about five years old, the eagle will begin going through a molting process where it loses most of its feathers only to be replaced by new feathers. During that process, the eagle can look sick and weak. But as the process is complete, the eagle has the look and the feel of renewed energy and strength. Sometime what we see in the outward is not as it appears on the inside. The psalm starts out with, bless the Lord, O my soul. And all, not lackadaisical. Sometimes you see people or when you come in and, and, and they don't seem to be Blessing the Lord, oh my soul. There's a secret there. 
I don't raise my hands out there just for show or whatever. That's what I did when I first got saved because I didn't know any better. That's what I thought I had to do. And, and it's put me in good stead. And when we, we enter in, and please, nobody be offended because we all show our feelings in different ways <coughs> and our expressions <coughs> in different ways. Maggie. You know, we express ourselves in different ways. That's not what I'm talking about. There's a way that we can come into the presence of the Lord and how we should come into the presence of the Lord. And it doesn't happen just here. It's a process and a time and our quiet times, and our home times, and our Bible readings, and the way that we're leading life, that gets us into that field and into that mold so that we're prepared when we come together into the corporate presence together that we can enter in. And that, this praise and worship isn't to spend an idle hour. It's one of the most important parts of the whole service because it prepares our hearts to receive what God has for us in the morning. These songs are anointed. They're touched, they're blessed. That song that we just sung, my, what powerful words it has. But if you're just singing it as a song and not realizing the power behind it, you're missing out. You're not getting what God has for you this morning. And tell, let me tell you something. that I don't have a greedy bone in my hair, head. I don't. I really don't. There's not a greedy part in me. And I don't want any of us, because you're my family. You're my church. I'm part of you and you're part of me. And I don't want anybody to miss out. And sometimes people can come to church like bumps in a log and go through the process Sunday in, Sunday out, and they don't realize the importance of, hey, I'm not just singing a song. I'm entering in to the presence of the Lord. I'm stretching out and I'm reaching out to touch the hem of his garments and to receive you see, when you come into a place like this, you have to receive all that God has for you. I said to the young man last week, uh, Jen, Ian's girlfriend's brother, he's six foot five. Now, most people are big to me. Most people look like giants to me when I'm looking at them. But he, his hair was down to his shoulders, and I said, God, just come in, sit down, enjoy yourself, let your hair down. And he looked at me and laughed. I said, I used to do that, and look at me now. But, you know, I don't want us to be sitting down relaxed and just to let our hair down. I want us to get something and get something from God and get that relationship into our, into our beings. <coughs> because it's that that's <coughs> going to bring us through. <coughs> it's that that's going to help us when we have a real need in our hearts and our lives. It's that that's going to turn our children as you heard earlier, to come and ask if someone's all right. It's that that's going to carry them through day by day. So, and the outward is not as it appears on the inside. The, start, the psalm starts out, Bless the Lord, O my soul, and all that is within me. Bless his holy name. We sing the song, Enter into his gates with thanksgiving in our hearts. And, you know, we have to encourage ourselves in the Lord. Like the Word tells us, 
And sometimes we have to speak to ourselves. Have you ever spoken to yourself, June? A lot of tells me you do that sometimes. But we have to speak to ourselves because he's not paying attention to you nor listening. And Sam, he switches his hearing aids off when Gail starts from the yard. <laughs> he switches them off and he doesn't listen. But sometimes we have to speak to ourselves and remind ourselves to bless the Lord, O my soul. That's what I want to encourage you to do today. To remind yourself where you've come from and where you are today. And Bonnie, where your source is for your need. Where your instruction is for what you need in life. For what you're looking for, what you're dreaming for. It's to be found in Jesus Christ. And we have to remind ourselves that he is our source. That is, bless the Lord and all that is within me. Bless his holy name. When we do there that, there is a special anointing, Michael, that comes with it. This is something that should be done in our quiet time at home, in our closet time, in our time when we're cutting the yard or whatever we're doing. When we're driving in the, in, the, in the truck or whatever it is, we should be encouraging ourselves in the Lord. And we should be getting ourselves. And as we come together to praise, we would reach a new height when we do it corporately. There's a height. I don't know if you've ever been in that type of presence. But there's a height <coughs> that can come. We need to walk through these doors with no other agenda, no other agenda, but to lift up the name of Jesus, lift up the Lord and encourage and support one another. We have to come in with that agenda in our heart. The anointing that comes through worship can move mountains. You see it on our flyers. It can change the time of day and it can cause miracles to happen in our midst. Maggie reminded me this morning of, uh, and I, I know of many occasions, but this is the one that she reminded me of this morning. They were up in a convention, and this was, <coughs> the, the Lord moved into the Cameron family in a, just a, a miraculous way. There's just no question about it. The anointing came upon them, our whole town was changed, and through that many others, and now they're serving the Lord all over the world. But she reminded me of one particular convention uh, in, in Cameron, Wisconsin. Cameron, Wisconsin. And this is just one instance that during the praise and the worship, while they were singing, wasn't in the prayer time, it wasn't after the message, but it was during the praise and the worship. And this is what I want you to grasp, the importance of praise and worship and entering in. This woman had cancer, a big cancer on her face. And after she told me this, well, I remember how Pastor John conveyed it to me years and years ago. And as she began to worship and praise the Lord, the anointing in the place was so strong. People were being gone to being healed all over the place. And behold, this woman started to scream. Now, this is a true story. And she had a handkerchief, and she started to scream, and she brought the handkerchief off of her face. And here was the cancerous growth right there in her handkerchief. 
The concert just fell off. It fell off her face as she began to scream with that tissue. There wasn't any need to wait for the altar call. The, um, the miracle happened during the praise and worship. That's how important it is, you see, because we are ushering in, you're ushering in, the presence of the Lord. It's the anointing that breaks the yoke. The anointing. The anointing. Oh, to covet that anointing. Something God is not impressed about is our natural ability. Where's Ben Martin? Is he gone? Oh, he's there. Ben, it's, sorry I have to tell you this, but it's not in our natural abilities or our talents. I assure you that God is not moved by the quality of our singing voice or how well we play our instruments. And I am sorry to disappoint you. Although that is so valuable and God does use the talents and when you have stepped aside when you came here, you began to use the talents that God gave you for the glory of God. But it's not in that. It's not in the great singing voice. There's even hope for me. And there's hope for you. It's not in our talents, but it's in the anointing. Do you really want to know what moves God? That's a question. Do you really want to know this morning what moves God? What melts his heart? What affects him? What ministers to him? What speaks to him? In all sincerity, to bless the Lord with all your soul, with all that is within you, and into his presence, So, and your sole purpose is here to praise and worship him. That is really what matters to him, for you and I to be real. Whatever position you find yourself in, whatever storm like Sharon Poach, and I could point out to many people in here today that have gone through storms, including myself. And sometimes when you're going through that storm, you just don't, can't see a way clear, nor a way out. And John 4, 23, John 4, 23 and 24, but the hour cometh and now is when true worshipers shall worship the Father in spirit and in truth. For the Father seeketh such to worship him. Verse 24, God is a spirit and they that worship him must worship him in spirit and in truth. There are a lot of skilled and talented musicians and singers. We have them here. And I'm thankful for each and every one of them. But we cannot confuse skill to the anointing. There's a big difference. Worship becomes stale. You listen to me? You ever eaten stale bread? The bread's there, it looks the same, but when it becomes stale, there's a different taste to it, a different feel to it when it's no longer about God. Worship becomes stale when it's about something else and it's not about God. There's something about the way we are made that gives us a desire to worship. And if we're not worshiping God, we're worshiping something else. If we're not worshiping God, then we're worshiping something else. Think about it. I urge you, therefore, brethren, brothers and sisters, Friends, people that I love dearly, I urge you, 
by the mercies of God, present your bodies a living sacrifice and a holy sacrifice acceptable to God, which is your spiritual service of worship. My prayer every Tuesday morning at least, but every day, but I say it corporately with my prayer partners here, and there are quite a few of them. We're, we're getting quite a number here that come on a Tuesday, and, and we have a wonderful time, uh, is to, for me, my desire, my prayer, is to have a clean heart and a right spirit within me. Because I realize that's where my strength lies. It's I have a, not a, a, a heart that is after things that I want. There are many things I want. There are many things that I desire. There's many things that I enjoy of this world. But you see, that's not going to benefit me a hell of beans. It's just going to give me a little happiness for a few moments. But the real thing that will make a difference in my heart and my life is to have a clean heart and a right spirit within me. That's my prayer. And because uh, I, I know if I have that, it'll make me a better husband. It'll make me a better father. It'll make me a better grandfather. It'll make me a better friend, a better companion, a better pastor. If I have that real desire and God honors that desire in me, and it's just not just for me, just for the pastor. If I come in here with all the anointing in the world and you're sitting like bumps in a log, we're not having the effect that we need. I want God to make the difference in all of our lives. I want you to be changed like I want me to be changed. I want you to be different just like I want me to be different. I want you to be blessed just like I want me to be blessed and my family to be blessed. So when you have an experience and you realize the way to go, you pass that experience on to your brothers and your sisters because you want to see them have either more like you have or more. There's nothing that thrills me more than someone being blessed and coming better than they were the day before. Do not be conformed to this world, but be transformed by the renewing of your mind. Maggie used to say this to me. Cut off the tip. No, I'll be joking. <laughs> she used to say these things. When I would come away with, I had a, a quick kind of wit when I was in the army. But it was like an army wit. And it was like things of the world that you were witty with. She would look me down the barrel in my eye and she says, oh... If only you were so, so, so smart with good things instead of that rubbish that you're coming away with. And it was true. You know, I was quick-witted on rubbishy things and jokes and different things that don't really matter a hell of beans and spending my time on that rather than things of God. And I'm learning that she was right and I was wrong, just in this one case. Don't, just don't get too uh, ahead of yourself. But it's true. We can fill our heads with rubbish. What are you watching? What are you reading? What are you doing? What are you talking about? We're wasting our time on these things that are not of God. And I'm not speaking about 
being so spiritually minded that you're no earthly use. Have you ever talked to somebody like that? You'll come and you'll say something nice and they'll give you scripture and verse. And if you don't know what they're saying, and then you just leave it and they're not getting any good out of you. But as you pass on the love of God, that's what makes a difference. I encourage you to prepare your heart. How many of us today prepare our hearts before we come into the presence of the Lord? How many of us today took time to prepare ourselves to come into fellowship? Maybe somebody's going to need to talk to you or somebody you can maybe share with and share a word, an on-time word, not old hat, but something new and fresh. We should prepare our hearts before, every day, before we go out, have a time. Come and be, pre be prepared to be a blessing. Be prepared to be blessed and to bless others. To enter in for your sake, but not only for your sake, for the sake of others. Many people are looking at you to see what you do. You're the only Bible that some of them read is how you behave and how you react. Come back this morning to the heart of worship. Let's just bless the Lord this morning. Forget not all his benefits, who forgives all our iniquities, who heals us, who redeems us, who gives us loving kindness and tender mercies, who sat John, who satisfies our soul and renews our strength. I pray this morning that something has spoke to you today, whether it be Pastor Ron, whether it be Pastor Zach, whether it be the worship before the service, or whether it be the word, or the table, or whatever it is, I pray that we will not leave this place the same way as we came, but changed in Jesus' name.